0: Hello everybody, welcome back. This is Dad Bod to Fit Father episode four, working out. My name is Skylar Andrade, your host, and as always I'm here with the Dad Bod to Fit Father himself, Tomas Otero. Hello. So Tomas, let's start off. You had in the past, obviously when you wrestled and everything, you had a very strict workout routine. You had somebody who was setting that routine for you, who was pushing you, making sure you were training, getting that yeah. there. Mm-hmm. Um and then when you obviously got the diagnosis, you changed the diet, you changed your exercise routine as well. So Correct. let's let's talk about the the very beginning of that, the starting to convince yourself,
1: but also putting that into action. So yeah, it was extremely critical. So uh, one thing that I got from the doctor who diagnosed me from diabetes, with diabetes was that I had to be active, mm-hmm. and not just you know you know running back and forth at work, but it was to really start to live a more active lifestyle incorporate exercise into my life every day, you know, again, like I mentioned last episode, you know, start slowly, build myself up and essentially build a routine that worked within my, the parameters of my everyday life. Um, like you mentioned before when I was, you know, 18, 19, really started getting into wrestling. I was going to wrestling school twice a week. I was working out five times a week. I was all about staying in shape, being in shape. You know, I was, you know, you know, still a skinny little punk, but I was. My cardio and endurance was great. You know, I felt good all the time. My bones and my joints didn't hurt. And as I slowly progressed into gaining the weight, having the horrible eating habits. My activity levels and my exercise levels were next to nothing,
0: and that that that's natural. Is if your body, your physical health's going down, you're obviously not going to be going and powerlifting.
1: Exactly. While
0: you're you're 300 pounds and and unhealthy.
1: Yeah. So I was, uh, you know, by the time that I got diagnosed with diabetes, I was, you know, sitting down the majority of the day. Mm-hmm. I was not doing anything. I didn't have the physical endurance to do anything, you know? Yeah, we had
0: a swivel chair that just kind of went back and forth. Yeah, that's and, it, uh, yeah. I you look, were like Professor X.
1: I looked like, um... Oh, it's going to drive me nuts. Uh,
0: Is it the Disney movie, Wally?
1: Ned from Spider-Man.
0: Oh, okay, yes. The, he, you're,
1: yes. You know, I was the guy in the chair. If you were Spider-Man, Skylar, I was your guy in the chair.
0: There will be a side-by-side <laughs> photo posted on the Facebook later <laughs> on when this episode I, I comes out. I was Ned.
1: I was the guy in the chair. Um... I just wasn't... I just wasn't active at all. He's actually wicked skinny now, too. I heard. I heard. He's, he's, I, he's really bald in real life. Yeah. It's yeah, like yeah. Yeah. Because he had such angelic hair. I yeah. was like, what? You're bald. <laughs> well, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm distracted. I'm distracted. <laughs> um, but anyways, um, he... Um, um, I I was not active at all. Yeah. And when I got diagnosed with diabetes, the doctor said, you have to completely incorporate these things into your life. Um you have to change your eating habits completely. Now that you're diabetic, you have to be, you know, more cognizant of what's going inside of you. Everything, every Everything. single thing you eat. But you also, so type 2 diabetes essentially is reversible in a sense. Yeah. And in my situation, weight loss was critical. So right. adding that activity in on top of having a well balanced diet. And again, you know, when you're active and you're essentially shocking your body because it's not use activity, and you're going from three, four, five, six thousand calories a day where three thousand calories for you is a light day yeah. to adding, you know, cutting down to twelve to fifteen hundred and adding a daily exercise routine. <clears throat> yeah, you know, it's you know, I'm working, it's like a second
0: sex. job, it's like a second job.
1: Oh, yes, it is, yeah. yes, it is, and so. If we get started, so June first again. I made the joke. June first is when I started really hunkering down. Mm-hmm. Um, I started a home workout. I subscribed to Beachbody on Demand. Yep. I did the t Twenty Five workouts, which are uh, six days a week of uh, high, high intensity interval training, with a seven like stretch day, which is kind of low impact and easier day. And I was having great results. I was losing great weight. I think I dropped about twenty pounds in one month. Mm-hmm. You know it was great, but um I went to see the doctor again, and the doctor had mentioned to me that uh I should think about walking, yep because it was gonna be really good for my knees because again, I was still really heavy, and I was doing all this high impact workout, and I was waking up extra sore. I was determined to get it done, but i still I wasn't cognizant of the fact that you know I was still a big guy yeah um. So from there I kind of winged back off the off of those like high impact workouts mm-hmm. and in my house in my basement I found a bike that hadn't been used, fixed the tires and I started riding a bike. Yep. The literal definition of a pain in the ass. <laughs> I, uh, a chafing pain in the ass. <laughs> yeah, yeah, especially
0: yeah. especially heavier in the summertime yeah. too. Is oh yeah, And then Lord. you know that's another thing that makes you want to not go back out there the next day to, exactly. to continue to work
1: out. Exactly. So, yeah. so I remember saying, I remember getting discouraged because it just wasn't like, it just wasn't, I was too big to be on the bike and yep. I needed to switch it up. And I never forget, the doctor said, it's as simple as putting one foot in front of the other. Just go out for a walk. Everybody thinks walking is like, Counterproductive. Yeah. No, it's a base to get bigger places. Mm-hmm. So I started with the walks. Um, I gave up the biking after maybe like a month. It just wasn't, it just my knees were hurting, my legs were hurting, my back was hurting. I just gave it up after a month. Um, but it didn't defeat me. Yep. I didn't say, okay, well, since the biking's not working, what am I going to do now? When I officially stopped the biking, I knew I had to plan a motion hey, I'm going to start walking. Yep. So I started walking. There's a really nice spot in a new Bedford called Buttonwood Park. It's a huge park. It's, you know... Uh,
0: I mean, in the nice weather constantly filled uh, with people walking, exactly, riding their bikes with exactly, the children, with their dogs. Um, exactly.
1: So I use that. It's five minutes from my house. Mm-hmm. And I just started walking and I started mapping out paths. And um, I would figure out, okay, if I walk this path, this is two miles. One way around. Or yep. One lap or one two. Um. Again, get, knowing my surroundings, working within my parameters, what I had available to me. And then I started to feel good. I started to drop weight. I was getting closer to... I started setting micro goals for myself when it came to weight loss. Mm-hmm. So I started thinking of times where I weighed a certain thing. So when t- I mentioned in 2015 was one of the times I started getting into weight because I was going back to wrestling. And I got as low as um, 220. Okay. And then in 2018, where I lost to 40 pounds in seven weeks... Um, and I got down to like 239. So I started setting micro goals for myself when I noticed that the walking was doing well. And I said, okay, well, my first micro goal, little goal, not saying, hey, I'm 275. Mm-hmm. My next goal is to get to 200. Again, one day at a time.
0: And, and that's huge too is I, I'm a, a very big proponent no matter what the goal is for. Yeah. Uh, to have smaller goals that help you get to that ultimate goal. Exactly. Walk. Because um, you
1: get a greater, you get more sense of, ac- senses of accomplishment. Yeah. Because you're saying, okay, well, I'm 275 now or I'm 250 now. I want to get down to 239 like I was in 2018. So I can say I'm the lightest I've been since 2018. And then when I go from there, I want to get down to 220. So I can say I'm the lightest I've been since 2015. Yeah. Um. So I did that with the walking. Yep. And then once I hit my second Michael goal, which is to get down to 220, I started running. Okay. And. Running started in July and it was misery. Yep. I bought a pair of shoes off the rack at a Dick Sporting Goods and they were just like kill my ankles, kill my feet, yep. kill my toes. This
0: was before the pimping shoes came. out. Oh in.
1: yeah. So, uh, um, I remember I, I, I one day I did three miles total and I ran like for a half mile because I'd have to stop and go and stop and go and I was exhausted. Mm-hmm. And so then it just became. Same, like I mentioned the last ref- last episode we did. You know, you can't expect somebody who's done nothing before ever nope. to say, hey, go do 10 of these. No, it's not going to work. I have to build up. Yeah, you up. can't
0: climb Mount Everest if you've never walked up a hill.
1: Exactly. Exactly. So I said, I'm going to try to run at least one mile. And I'm going to do that every day for a week. And if I feel comfortable doing that, I'm going to add another half mile. Mm-hmm. So I really focus on building myself up in the month of July. My goal was to... Um, at least try to run five miles in one day. That was a goal. Okay. So I talked to a buddy of mine who was a runner, and she said, you got to fix your shoes. Your shoes are critical. Yep. So I went out. I did my research. I got a pair of $200 Adidas. Fit like a glove. And I bought a pair of hot pink ones. Yep. So if I ever get lost somewhere or I'm down and out, just look for the dude in the hot pink sneakers. I'm always, I'm, I'm, I'm not like where's Walden. <laughs> you can always find me. Um, and then I noticed it was getting much easier when I eliminated the pain in my feet because I updated my footwear. Yep. And then it became, like you said, the second job. Yeah. So I went from running a mile to say to being almost finishing a mile be like, I feel it's a two qu- three quarters of a mile, I feel good. Let's see if I can go a mile and a half. Mm-hmm. And then I build myself week after week. And then, you know, I build myself to a mile and a half. Like, oh, I feel good. Yep. I'm almost done. I'm like 1.45. Let's see if I can go two. And a month later, I was doing five a day. And yeah. I was obsessed. Like, literally. Like, I'd be up before the sun would rise. My iPhone flashlight in my hand running in the dark. Yeah, to the know.
0: point where everybody should understand. He lives where we used to work together. The bank is maybe four miles away from his house. And there was a day where I looked up, and he was jogging into the stopping shop, the stopping shop, yep. because he had an appointment or something down uh, another mile down the road that day, and needed to grab a drink and make sure the branch was running fine. That but was, he, that was his workout, was running to work that day, even though he was off.
1: That was a Saturday, and that was my five mile goal. Mm-hmm. So um, it was two mi- it was two and a half miles each way. Mm-hmm. I drove to the park. Um, ran my lap around the park and then ran up to uh, work and then ran back down, which, by the way, didn't think it out. It was 85 degrees outside and it's going up a massive hill.
0: (laughs) Yeah, on on what pretty much is a highway. Yeah,
1: Yeah. which is Route 6 in (laughs) Dartmouth, which is a state highway. Um, But that was my five-mile-go thing. But that was literally... A doctor told me mm-hmm. it's as simple as one foot in front of the other Tomas. you don't have to go out there and try to you know it's legitimately it's not a sprint it's a marathon yep. you don't have to go out there thinking you're Usain Bolt and you can run the fastest you know dash mm-hmm. build yourself up if, it, if you feel good today and you feel good the rest of the week do a little bit tomorrow do a little bit the next week it's just building yourself up knowing what works crawl walk run exactly once I did the five miles I don't know. Ten miles was next,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and again, I started building myself. I would start doing five miles every day. I'd go out running, and now, mind you, I was running four or five times a week. Mm-hmm. Okay, uh, again, it became a second job. I get out of work and I go run, or I would schedule my entire work week so yeah. I can leave while there was still sunlight, so I can go get an hour running.
0: Mm-hmm. And about um, how far in until you had the uh the marathon, half marathon aspirations. When did that start to kind of pop up in your mind?
1: Uh that was in September okay. of twenty twenty. I said I want to do a half marathon, but with COVID going around there was no half marathons.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So, um, that buddy of mine who I grew up with. Yep. Um, it was the uh one of the girls I grew up with who lived across the street from me for years, she gave me this workout plan to train yourself to build to run a half marathon and I did it for a couple weeks and then one day I was going to do it on my 32nd birthday and I'll never forget there was a lady on the running path and by this time I had already ran 10 miles mm-hmm. okay now think about this I was 300 pounds okay yep. nine months earlier on my couch stuffing my face getting out of breath walking from the couch to the kitchen yeah dying dying literally dying literally yeah. dying to running 10 miles in a Sunday night in under two hours. Mm-hmm. I think I was like 10 miles at two hours flat. Okay? To now saying, screw it, I think I can do a half marathon. So I started this training exit program and I was going to say, okay, well, I'm going to do it on my birthday. I didn't do the full training program because I was like, you know what? I'm confident enough that I feel good and I'm making a mess load of progress really fast. I think I can do this. So it was the day after my 30... 30 what was, what was I, my 32nd birthday? And I was gonna do it. Unfortunately, there was this lady who was on the walking path or running path, and she wasn't paying attention on her phone. Yeah. And I was running on grass because trying to, obviously, because of COVID, trying to keep six feet distance from people. Mm-hmm. And so I'm looking down, making sure one, I'm not stepping in any dog crap, and two, I'm not stepping in any ditches. This lady is not paying attention. She's walking into me, and I'm like, excuse me. And as I had to move away, I stepped in a, in a ditch and twisted my knee up. It was bad. It was bad. I ra- I ended up doing six miles that day barely, mm-hmm. and I was in really bad pain. And I took a week off. Yep. And I started walking again. And then I think it was October thirteenth. No, two weeks later I did the, did the. The half marathon. The half, yep. The half. I felt good. I was doing a lot more stretching at home, and I said, okay, I think I'm going to do the half marathon. Which,
0: uh, regular marathon is what, 27 miles? 26.2. Okay.
1: So the half marathon was 13.1. Okay. So, it was very critical, you know, that was a big feat. Again, this was, let me, uh, bear with me one second, because I'm actually going to find it in my iPhone, because it's going to... Nope, we're going to do that. And then we're going to go back to October. Uh, Okay, so that was October 17th. Okay. That was two weeks after my 32nd birthday. Now, when I tried it on October 4th, I only did 6.82 miles. So I did half... I did half a. I did a quarter marathon. Yeah. You say. So I took it a little easier. You know, I did more walks than runs. And so October seventeenth, I did thirteen point one six miles in two hours and thirty one minutes. Mm-hmm. Think about that. That was October seventeenth. May twenty fifth, I was diagnosed with type two diabetes. Mm-hmm. January first, twenty twenty, I was three hundred pounds. May twenty fifth, I was diagnosed with type two diabetes. June first, I started really doing the really changing the eating and the exercise habits mm-hmm. four months and 16 days later i ran 13.16 miles straight it is not rocket science
0: and it, it's exactly it's a testament to the dedication
1: exactly yeah it's believing it's planning accordingly it's working within your means and within your system and it's one foot in front of the other Mm -hmm. that's it I didn't hire a personal trainer I tried the home workouts they just weren't really working for me I tried research and development yeah just research I tried something new it didn't work for me I went on to the new thing but before I stopped doing that initial thing I made sure I had a plan for what's next my apologies for the dog barking no it's fine (laughs) (laughs) Um, but if you really stop and think that think about those numbers yep nothing to to Half a marathon, yeah, the distance of a half marathon in two and a half hours,
0: and that shouldn't seem to to anybody listening that shouldn't seem daunting um i I want to to really stress how motivating that should be, yeah, is this story is somebody who was arguably thirty days of continuing the habits that he was doing uh. From probably having some sort of major episode that would have affected you you and your family for the rest of your life. Correct. To a few months down the road. I mean, even now we're less than a year. We still haven't hit the year mark.
1: No. Um, so, so last week's episode yeah. was, so last week's episode, which was on March 1st, was nine months that I started. June 1st was my starting point. Yeah. So it's nine months. So...
0: And it's just, it's just having the, the gall to kind of get yourself into being disciplined like that because it's. It's it's trial and error, like you said, and that's a lot of things. It's somebody will go to the gym, they'll try a personal trainer, they don't like the way that is, they don't go back. They don't go back in any way, shape, or form. Correct. You have to... You hate the trainer, try a home workout. You hate the home workout, go go to a different kind of gym. Go learn a fighting style. Go just walk on a treadmill for a few hours. It's just getting some sort of physical activity and keeping yourself active and, and focused on that and dedicated to that.
1: Yeah, so it's very... Um... It's very. Um, I'm just trying to use the right words. You have to give yourself some kind of objective. Mm-hmm. You just have to. Um, my objective was I'm going to give myself one full year to really change this. So June first to June first. So knowing that I was, formed, when I when I was running, this, when I decided today's day I'm going to run this half marathon. I was, uh, four months into this, four and a half months into this, I was, um, went from zero activity to, you know, building myself up from walking from home workouts Mm -hmm. to, to cycling to walking, to running. And I built myself running, you know, my first run was, oh God, I think it was in July My first run was July 6th, uh, 2020. I did Mm -hmm. 0.92 miles that I recorded, that I tracked. Yep. And I built myself from there on and there on and there on. And to think, we're talking, uh, this is two weeks after my 32nd birthday. I weighed 196 pounds on my 32nd birthday on October 3rd. I started this at about 275. Mm Mm-hmm almost eighty pounds in four months. Yeah, and in that's so that's a
0: crazy number. I mean, obviously the you had to lose the weight. And yeah. I think that really shows in the amount of weight you lost in such a short amount of time was that your body was kind of just begging to get some sort of physical activity and, and healthiness back in in your routine yeah. or in your daily life.
1: Exactly. And now I don't want you know this worked for me. Yeah. And I did such a great change because I fed off the fear that I had, Mm -hmm. you know, I gave myself diabetes. I was eating myself to an early grave, you know, probably not making it to my 40th birthday. Um, I had enough motivation, not to mention I have six children and a beautiful wife at home. I had enough motivation in the world, but now it was about three things. Being patient, knowing that if I put the work in, the results will come. Being consistent about it.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Not start stopping, not yo-yoing. If I'm going to do this, I'm going to do this, and I'm going to commit myself to it. Again, you said it's like a second job. If that was the case, that was the case. Yeah. And three, got to put the effort in. Maximum effort, you achieve maximum results. If you want to get so-so results, don't do it all the time. But essentially, like I mentioned a couple episodes before, I had to figure out the traits that I didn't have or I did not possess that made me one, not fail every time i tried before Mm -hmm. and made me do and made me the person that i eventually was when i was diagnosed with diabetes you know after being you know essentially clinically morbidly obese for 12 years yeah so it was literally just saying to myself i can do this if i just stick with it if i don't expect to have results overnight Mm -hmm. if i'm doing it as much as I possibly can, listening to my body, knowing when to rest, so on and so forth, but not saying, uh, I'm going to rest today, and then today turns into two days, two days turns into a week, week turns into two, and then two weeks later, I'm back to square one. For sure. And then just put in the work in. It's not hard. Mm-hmm. Again, I didn't hire a personal trainer. Um, I tried the home workout where I listened to a virtual trainer in a sense. It just didn't work for me. So I had to... I had to do it myself. Yeah. I had to get up. I had to motivate myself. And there's just something very serene and very calming and very motivating about just being outside.
0: Yeah, really, especially in a nice park like that too.
1: Yeah, you 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 get outside. You grab a set of headphones. You get some good tunes on, and mm-hmm. you just re- you're working towards something. You're achieving something. You're achieving something that you. Th- I, I literally thought this was all impossible. If you asked me a year ago, mm-hmm. one of three things. One that I'd have to be socially distanced from people at all times two I'd have to wear a mask everywhere I went and three that I'd be closer to 150 pounds than I've ever been in the last 12 years mm-hmm. I would have called your your BS card and would have went on about my business
0: yeah definitely
1: but it's literally I had a goal it was it was a life or death situation and I knew there was two things that I was not doing mm-hmm. I wasn't eating right and I wasn't being active mm mm-hmm. I controlled the eating, and I became obsessed with the activity. I really did. I have an extremely obsessive personality.
0: Yeah, and that's a lot of that happens to a lot of people, even with with other addictions, where you you just fill the hole with something else, and that's where I see a lot of people that quit drinking and smoking, things like that. They'll fill it with exercise. So it's it's a healthy it's a healthier addiction to have, and it's one that's probably going to keep you around a little longer.
1: Correct. So so that's perfect. And you made that mention before, where you said you kind of supplemented your food addiction with exercise. Mm -hmm. And I started collecting, you know, I got back into collecting toys again, like which was a hobby of mine. And, you know, I started giving up those things that would, um, I started giving up those things that uh, were causing the decline in my health and my life. And I just started replacing them with things that were better for me, that I enjoyed more, you know. Rather than, you know, having a food addiction, I just... And kind of had an exercise addiction, mm-hmm. I had a running addiction. I loved it. I still love doing it. You know, when um, COVID, when when Massachusetts instituted a mask mandate, I got a gym membership. Well, I got a gym membership before. Mm-hmm. So if it was raining and I couldn't run, I had somewhere to run inside. You had somewhere to go inside. Because I'll tell you this right now, ladies and gentlemen, I have this the worst anxiety about the gym. I don't know myself about a lot around the weight room. I have horrible anxiety. I don't want to embarrass myself. I don't want to be in the middle of a squat thinking I can yeah, squat. No, I've got a lot weight. of
0: people that do. Yeah, they're it, terrified of the it gym. Terrif-
1: yeah, it literally terrifies That's me. That's
0: why places like Planet Fitness exist where it's you know they, they get they get kind of roasted yeah. for it, but it is, it's a gym where it's tailored for people like that. And
1: it terrifies me because... I just, I don't have a grasp or a knowledge on like weight training, body sculpting, whatever the case may be. Yeah. Uh, do I want to get there? Absolutely. But when I first started, I knew I couldn't go to the gym. I just, I just could not go to the gym. Mm-hmm. It just, I literally just had an anxiety about it that literally would stop me from it. But I got a gym membership. So if I couldn't run, I became so obsessed with the running that I could run inside. Mm-hmm. Um, and I remember one time you had to pick me up from work because I locked from the gym because I locked my keys in my car because yep, yep. it was downpouring but I was like, oh, I'm going to go to the gym. But like I said before, well, I
0: did actually work. We, I know I, uh, am the errand boy a lot but yeah. we did get a lot of work done. Yeah, we
1: did. <laughs> well, well, you know, while I was doing work and Skyler was, you know, free, you know, when I was hungry he'd be my, uh, he'd be my food meal. He's called yeah. my food meal to my wife. <laughs> um, but, um, so in Massachusetts, when the governor said, okay, by the way, cause at the time when you would go to the gym, if you're on a cardio machine, they had machines, you know, taped off. So you couldn't use this machine. So yep. you were within social distance parameters of the people uh, near you, but you didn't have to wear a mask. Okay. But when the governor, when numbers started spiking cases, started spiking hospitalizations, so, so on and so forth, governor instituted a harder mask mandate. The gym was like. You got you to gotta yeah. wear a mask on the machine. And I was like, okay, whatever. <laughs> I went to the gym one time. I have asthma, like I said. Yeah. Um, I went to the gym. I lasted 37 minutes on a, on the treadmill. I was seeing white dots. I just couldn't do it anymore. I mm-hmm. literally couldn't do it. The weather's getting crappier. It's getting colder. Um, my work schedule's getting a little more hectic, so it's harder for me to... You know, uh, fit the running in. Yeah. I had a bunch of reasons where previously where it would have discouraged me. Where you could have stopped. I could have stopped. Mm-hmm. What did I do? Well, take that back. What did my wife do? She found the treadmill at Facebook Marketplace for 50 bucks. Mm-hmm. Me, my uh, sister in law, and uh, we took some uh, vinyl gloves and some Lysol spray, picked it up at this lady's house, cleaned it off, and I couldn't give myself excuses. Yeah. I just couldn't give myself. A lot of people, when they're doing, especially when they're going from doing zero workouts, zero exercise to having to incorporate it in their everyday life, will give themselves every reason in the book why they don't have to do it, why they don't want to do it. Mm -hmm. I had to eliminate the prospect of giving myself excuses as to why I could not, because I knew, based on past experience, past habits and behaviors, that as I start to build that up, it starts to discourage me. Mm -hmm. It starts to get me to a point where I'm just like, well, if I haven't done it for two weeks, well, I'm not going to do it anymore. Yeah,
0: yeah. Why would I, Why should I go back? I feel okay still. Exactly. And, you
1: know, and then... This, before you
0: know it, you're 100 pounds heavier again.
1: Exactly. So it just made it work. Mm-hmm. And, you know, now I said, okay, well, I'm asthmatic. I can't wear the mask in the gym. I obviously... I couldn't even get through... I could barely get through 37 minutes. And that was a warm-up for me before. Mm-hmm. When I was outside and was able to... I didn't have to wear a mask when I was outside. You know, as long as I was keeping my distance. So I... I gave myself the reason not to find an excuse. Mm-hmm. So, like when the previous workouts didn't work, I figured out I can't run outside anymore. The weather's getting a little crappy. The sun's setting a little sooner. What's next? And I said, let's get a treadmill. Found a fifty-dollar treadmill, and I run ev- just about every day in the house.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: You know, I think my last run in the house was I ran for like nine miles on Saturday.
0: Yep.
1: Think about that. And Again. that's yeah,
0: and that's that's big. <laughs> that's it's. To, to keep it going in the wintertime is huge, especially when your your go-to activity is running or something that's so much easier to do in nicer weather. Um, and so so easy to make excuses to not do, I mean, even when it is nice yeah. out. but
1: So, it, you know, it's... I, I've said this once, i say this a million times. At the end, it's all a mental battle with yourself. That's it. You just got to get the work done. Mm-hmm. But when you've gone so long without getting the work done... And living in a certain way where it's you've become that's your way of life. That's the quality of life you enjoy. Yeah. It's always a back and forth. It's always the battle within. Yeah. You're always your worst enemy. And
0: you have to keep practicing you have to keep practicing the things that you, you know, exactly. the good habits you have, as exactly. well as the getting rid of the bad habits consciously.
1: I went from being the kind of person who would literally be miserable if I didn't have a can of Coke mm-hmm. for a day, to being the person that I notice a difference how I feel if I don't get yeah. a run in or I don't get some exercise in or if I'm not eating right that day, yeah, you know I did all this changing really, really fast. I'm not gonna lie to you, you know through you know it was you know through God's will and hard work, patience, hard work, and consistency mm-hmm. patience consistency effort. I got this done, and I continue to get this done, but I had no other choice, yeah, I literally had no other choice. And like I've said before, it was literally one foot in front of the other, you know, mm-hmm. building myself from the ground up, giving myself a foundation, building myself a frame, putting the roof on my house, putting the walls up, you know, yep. now I have, you know, a nice warm house that works out for me, it works well, and it's doing me well, you know, I, I, went, I when did I last wait, I think I waited myself last, uh couple days ago yeah
0: that's buck 75 so I mean that's and that's huge I know that was that's was one of the goals for you too. buck 75 was getting, yeah um and I remember when you first hit 198 I remember when you first got under 200 and that was such a such a huge goal to see where you are now is, is pretty damn cool
1: yeah it's um, you know and it's it's when we named these episodes how we did it the number one thing and little insight this was my wife's idea hmm 'Cause my wife was getting feedback from her friend saying, Oh, your husband has a great story. I can't wait till he starts I start learning from her. So yeah. it's giving me tips and tricks. And I said, Well, my biggest fear is that they're going to expect all this you know, all these secrets and yep. all these like, you know, I'm gonna open up Pandora's box and show you all the secrets of life and how to Yeah and when change your life within really a really
0: it's just showing that anybody can do it. Exactly. It's, yeah. It's showing what you the steps you had to take and like you said, the finding the things in yourself that you weren't benefiting from and mm. actively trying to change those and work exactly.
1: on Exactly. It's literally if if anybody will learn anything from me, mm. okay? And I want to take this, and we want to, excuse me, we want to take this podcast to a consistent point of motivation for people on a weekly basis. I am mm-hmm. very inclined to tell my story, explain to people how I did it, explain to them the, um, the, the experience or expertise in a sense that I have because of all this. Mm-hmm. But I also want them to use this as motivation. But there's no hidden secret. hmm this is this is everything that people need to know in this next phrase. It's all about tapping in to the power you have inside. Mm-hmm. The self-belief of the power that you have inside of you is all you need to do. You tap into that reserve, possibilities are endless. Mm-hmm. Po- when you start believing in what you could achieve, when you're realistic with goal setting, possibilities are endless. Okay, when you again, when you realize, because this has been my mantra the entire time I do this, when you realize you will not get results overnight, when you realize you have to do this Mm -hmm. for more than a week, for more than a month, for more than a day, it has to become a part of your life. Okay, much like you would wake up and go to the bathroom, brush your teeth, kiss your wife and kids goodbye, whatever the case may be, whatever is an instinctual part of your routine, this has to become it. And you have to put the most possible effort forward. You have to build that se- sweat equity, blood, sweat, and tears. You have to have buckets of that. That's it. That is literally my secret.
0: Yeah, and I, I think that's a really good point to you know a, a point to wrap this week up. And um, you know, it's, like like you were saying, it's it's huge to just have the motivation yourself, whether it be uh, your family helped so much, but you dug deep and pushed yourself on a daily basis every single day to yeah. change. And that's a lot of people, it, it, that's what they have to understand is that this isn't just a, a quick fix podcast. This is a, in the words of Adam Sandler, I'm the man with the microphone. You can listen to every damn word I have to say, mm-hmm. and hopefully you get something good out of it.
1: It's, it absolutely. Absolutely. Like these first couple episodes are very critical mm-hmm. because I felt that they were, you know, the foundation. Yep. And, from here on out, we'll be getting into the meat and potatoes. I want to motivate people. Yeah, like I had someone ask me, I had one of my colleagues at work ask me, "What? why are you doing this podcast? I said, my entire professional career, I've always helped people. Mm-hmm. I've been in customer service, I've been in sales, but I sold someone else's product. I've sold someone else's service. I lived the last year of my life and changed it so much that I think that the service that I could provide to people mm-hmm. via the spoken word, via motivation, via my story, I want to make this my full-time gig because I honestly think I have the ability, mm-hmm. or what I've done for myself. Okay, the the, the trials, the tribulations, or as I've called the ups, downs, and the all arounds. Yep. That if I can help one person, and I or I can help two people, or I can help a dozen people, or I can help a handful, whatever the case may be as long as I could provide a service to somebody that helps them, gives them the self-belief within themselves, and allows them to tap into that reserve they have in themselves, mm-hmm. and realize the power, the just absolute power they have within, mm-hmm. That's yeah, my, yeah,
0: of course. Of course. And, and that's a big, big thing is a lot of people get down on themselves for sure yeah. and they don't have the motivation. Yeah. So make sure everybody you like and subscribe to us on Spotify, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, pretty much anywhere you are, we are as well, exactly. right behind you. Anything you want to say,
1: Tomas, before we wrap it up today? Absolutely. So, yeah, if you have any uh, questions, we would love to take some questions. Uh, DadBot at FitFather at gmail.com. You Send can, them through you for sure. You can find us at Instagram at the to fitfather Podcast. Like uh, Skylar said, this podcast can be listened to, found anywhere you enjoy your podcasts. Um, We'll be back next week. Look forward to having you guys. I'm really excited for next week's episode. You know, I think it's going to be quite a doozy. It was actually Skylar's idea, and we'll uh, release a little uh, preview of that upcoming so everybody can get excited for it. Definitely something you guys are going to want to listen to. We're going to have a third person in the... uh, booth so to say yeah absolutely so and i'm really excited hopefully so, yeah. uh
0: some video up soon for you guys yeah too. video
1: yeah I, I we were gonna have some video this week but i realize i have no idea how to assemble anything
0: yeah and we uh we're the dads who get angry when they can't figure out yeah, the instruction
1: I'm, we're the dads who have emotional breakdowns and yeah. yeah. try to set up ikea furniture yeah. that's us yeah. but hey guys listen you know to use a, a an overused phrase i think big things are coming i'm really excited for what's going on here you know I think we're at the ground level right now, but I think that we have something very, very strong and very, very powerful here. And I just look forward to the future. I look forward to every week releasing these podcasts, releasing content, and you know, moving forward and up from there.
0: As do I. Thank you, true believers. Thank you so much, guys. Take it easy.